0: Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Wanick, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace.
1: It's when you keep your imagination, your thoughts, your meditating on the Lord day and night, that's when you have perfect peace.
0: And now, here's Andrew.
1: Welcome to our Wednesday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. TODAY I'M CONTINUING A SERIES THAT I STARTED FOUR WEEKS AGO TALKING ABOUT THE POWER OF IMAGINATION AND THIS COMING FRIDAY IS GOING TO BE MY LAST DAY TO TEACH ON THIS OVER TELEVISION. THIS IS A BRAND NEW BOOK, FIRST TIME WE'VE OFFERED IT AND WE WILL uh, CEASE TO OFFER THAT. FRIDAY WILL BE MY LAST DAY. I'VE ALSO GOT CD'S AND DVD'S AND I TELL YOU, THIS IS A POWERFUL, POWERFUL TEACHING. IT IS SOMETHING THAT YOU DON'T HEAR VERY MUCH TEACHING ON. Uh, AS I SAID IN THE VERY BEGINNING OF THIS SERIES, MOST CHRISTIANS THINK OF IMAGINATION AS A FANTASY, WHICH IS ONE WAY TO USE YOUR IMAGINATION. A FANTASY IS SOMETHING THAT CANNOT EXIST. IT'S LIKE BELIEVING IN FAIRIES. IT'S LIKE BELIEVING IN, uh, YOU KNOW, JUST THE TOOTH FAIRY and, AND STUFF LIKE THIS, THE MAGIC KINGDOM all of these things that can't exist, a mouse that talks and all of these kind of things. That's fantasy. And people say, well, we need to grow out of that and we need to start dealing in reality. Well, using your imagination is something that is uh, integral to everything you do. You You can't remember without it. I used an example yesterday of Nebuchadnezzar WHO LOST HIS MIND AND FOR SEVEN YEARS WAS LIKE AN ANIMAL. HE ATE GRASS LIKE AN OX. HIS HAIR GREW LIKE FEATHERS. HE WAS NAKED AND HE WAS OUT IN THE WILD. THE MOST POWERFUL MAN ON THE PLANET BECAME LIKE AN ANIMAL BECAUSE HE REJECTED GOD AND TOOK ALL OF THE GLORY THAT GOD HAD GIVEN HIM AND HE TOOK CREDIT FOR IT HIMSELF. AND IT SAYS OVER THERE IN in DANIEL CHAPTER 4 THAT HIS REASON RETURNED UNTO HIM. AND THAT IS THE EXACT WORD TALKING ABOUT HIS IMAGINATION. Uh, I'VE ALREADY TALKED ABOUT THAT FROM uh, EPHESIANS CHAPTER 4 AND OTHER PLACES. AND SO ANYWAY, YOUR IMAGINATION, WHETHER YOU REALIZE IT OR NOT, YOU CAN'T DO ANYTHING WITHOUT IT. THIS IS NOT FANTASY. IT'S NOT CHILD'S PLAY. IT'S HOW GOD MADE US. Psalms 103 verse 14 says, He knows our frame. He remembers that we are but dust. And that word frame there is the exact Hebrew word that was translated imagination in a number of places and it means conception. The way God built you, the thing that holds everything up like your skeleton holds your body up, the frame of you spiritually, emotionally is your imagination. You can't function without it. And so these are things that very few people have talked about, and I tell you, it needs to be talked about, and uh, so that you need to get these materials. They'll really help you. Let me just share some things with you today. Uh, I was using earlier in the week, on Monday, I talked about Elijah who had slain 850 prophets of Baal. AND HE KILLED THEM. I'M SURE THAT WAS A GRAPHIC IMAGE. IT SEARED ITSELF INTO HIS IMAGINATION. AND THEN THE NEXT DAY, JEZEBEL, THE QUEEN, SENT A MESSENGER WITH A NOTE AND SAYS, SO DO GOD TO ME AND MORE IF I DON'T MAKE YOUR LIFE LIKE THE LIFE OF ONE OF THESE PROPHETS THAT YOU'VE KILLED BY THIS TIME TOMORROW. IN OTHER WORDS, SHE SAYS, YOU ARE GOING TO BE JUST LIKE THESE PROPHETS. AND IT SAYS IN uh, 1 KINGS 19:3, WHEN HE SAW THAT, HE AROSE AND FLED. AND WHEN IT SAYS THAT HE SAW IT, HE DIDN'T SEE IT PHYSICALLY WITH HIS EYES, BUT HE SAW IT IN HIS IMAGINATION. HE SAW HIMSELF DEAD. HE HAD A GRAPHIC PICTURE OF ALL OF THESE PEOPLE THAT HAD BEEN slain, AND HE SAW HIMSELF DEAD LIKE THAT. YOU KNOW, IT'S VERY POSSIBLE THAT AS HE WAS SLAYING THESE PROPHETS OF BAAL, IT'S VERY POSSIBLE THAT SOME OF THEM pled FOR THEIR LIFE AND THAT THEY BEGGED, AND YET HE WENT AHEAD AND SLEW THESE PEOPLE, AND HE SAW HIMSELF LIKE THAT, POSSIBLY PLEADING FOR HIS LIFE AND SOMEBODY TORTURING HIM and and KILLING HIM, MAYBE CUTTING OFF HIS HEAD. HE SAW THIS, AND BECAUSE OF IT, AS A MAN THINKS IN HIS HEART, SO IS HE. HE RAN. HE GOT INTO TOTAL UNBELIEF, AND IN THE FOURTH VERSE, HE SAYS, OH, GOD, KILL ME. IN OTHER WORDS, HE WASN'T GOING TO COMMIT SUICIDE. HE WAS ASKING GOD TO KILL HIM. GOD ASSISTED SUICIDE. BECAUSE HE WAS SO DEPRESSED. AND HE SAYS, I AM NOT ANY BETTER THAN MY FATHERS. SO I'VE ALREADY USED THIS ON MONDAY, BUT I WANT TO BRING OUT A DIFFERENT POINT HERE. AND THAT IS THAT, YOU KNOW, FALSE EXPECTATIONS ARE THE BREEDING GROUND OF ALL KINDS OF THINGS. DEPRESSION, DISCOURAGEMENT, FEAR, ON AND ON IT GOES. LOOK AT THIS VERSE IN PROVERBS CHAPTER 13 AND IN VERSE 12 IT SAYS, HOPE DEFERRED MAKETH THE HEART SICK. BUT WHEN THE DESIRE COMETH, IT IS A TREE OF LIFE. AND I THINK THAT EVERY PERSON WATCHING THIS PROGRAM HAS EXPERIENCED WHAT I'M TALKING ABOUT, THAT YOU'VE you've EXPECTED SOMETHING AND WHEN IT DOESN'T HAPPEN, IT JUST MAKES YOUR HEART SICK AND IT LEADS TO DEPRESSION AND ALL OF THESE KIND OF THINGS. ELIJAH, IN THE 19TH CHAPTER OF First KINGS, HE HAD JUST SEEN ALL OF THESE MIRACLES. HE HAD AN UNBROKEN STRING OF SUCCESS, RAISING PEOPLE FROM THE DEAD, CALLING FIRE DOWN OUT OF HEAVEN, OVERCOMING ALL OF THE EVIL THAT WAS IN THE NATION, ALL OF THE PROPHETS OF BAAL, CAUSING AN END TO THE DROUGHT, OUTRUNNING A CHARIOT FOR 20 MILES. I MEAN, THIS GUY WAS PUMPED AND HE JUST HAD THESE EXPECTATIONS THAT, MAN, I CAN DO ANYTHING NOW. YOU KNOW, I HAD TO DEAL WITH SOME OF THIS. Uh, I'VE DEALT WITH THIS IN DIFFERENT WAYS, BUT ALL OF US DEAL WITH THE SAME THING. BUT I REMEMBER THAT I WAS PRAYING AND BELIEVING GOD TO SEE A PERSON RAISED FROM THE DEAD BECAUSE IT SAYS IN JOHN, CHAPTER 14, VERSE 12, JESUS SAID, VERILY, VERILY, I SAY UNTO YOU, HE THAT BELIEVETH ON ME, THE WORKS THAT I DO SHALL HE DO ALSO, AND GREATER WORKS THAN THESE SHALL HE DO, BECAUSE I GO INTO MY FATHER. AND I LET THOSE WORDS PAINT A PICTURE ON THE INSIDE OF ME, AND I'VE TALKED ABOUT THIS BEFORE, THAT I ACTUALLY BEGAN TO START DREAMING ABOUT RAISING PEOPLE FROM THE DEAD. I WAS LOOKING FOR IT. I WAS PRESSING TOWARDS IT, AND THEN WE SAW A MAN RAISED FROM THE DEAD. I MEAN, I WENT IN AND THE SHERIFF WAS THERE TRYING TO GET HIS MATERIALS OUT, YOU KNOW, HIS defibrillator AND ALL OF THESE THINGS. THIS WAS IN A VERY SMALL TOWN, PRITCHETT, COLORADO. IT ONLY HAD 144 PEOPLE IN IT. THIS SHERIFF HAD NEVER HAD TO USE ANY OF THIS EMERGENCY EQUIPMENT BEFORE, AND HE DIDN'T KNOW WHAT HE WAS DOING. AND I JUST WALKED IN, AND I SAW THE WIFE KNEELING BESIDES THIS LOUNGE CHAIR THAT THIS MAN WAS IN. AND SHE SAID, OH, GOD, BRING EVERETT BACK FROM THE DEAD. And when she said that's the first time I knew that he was dead. And I mean, God just set it up. Because even though I was believing for this and pushing towards it, if, if, you know, they would have told me 20 minutes before that this guy was dead and we're going to bring you over there, that would have been enough time for my mind to kick in and maybe me start seeing failure and what am I going to look like if this doesn't happen. But because of the way it happened, I just thought I was going in to pray for the guy that something was wrong. I DIDN'T KNOW HE WAS DEAD. AND WHEN I HEARD HIS WIFE SAY, BRING HIM BACK FROM THE DEAD, THAT'S THE FIRST TIME I REALIZED HE WAS DEAD. AND I JUST IMMEDIATELY SAID, EVERETT IN THE NAME OF JESUS, SIT UP, COME BACK. AND HE JUST SAT UP. AND HE WAS ALIVE, SCARED HIS SHERIFF, SOMETHING Fierce. BUT ANYWAY, HE WAS RAISED FROM THE DEAD. BUT HERE'S MY POINT in, IN SAYING ALL OF THIS, THAT YOU KNOW WHAT? I HAD ANTICIPATED THIS. I HAD EXPECTED IT. AND I HAD FALSE EXPECTATIONS. I THOUGHT THAT IF I COULD EVER SEE THE POWER OF GOD FLOW THROUGH ME AND SEE A PERSON RAISED FROM THE DEAD, THAT SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER I WAS GOING TO MOVE INTO ANOTHER REALM, THAT YOU'D NEVER HAVE TO DEAL WITH ANYTHING, THAT YOU WOULD JUST BE ON THIS PLATEAU WHERE YOU NEVER HAD TO, I DON'T KNOW, YOU NEVER HAD TO EAT, YOU NEVER HAD TO uh, WORRY ABOUT GETTING TIRED AGAIN. YOU'D JUST SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER PASS INTO ANOTHER REALM. AND DID YOU KNOW, AFTER I SAW THIS GUY RAISED FROM THERE, IT WAS AWESOME, AND I PRAISED GOD FOR A FEW MINUTES. BUT THEN AFTER A FEW MINUTES, YOU KNOW WHAT? I HAD TO GO BACK. I HAD A CHURCH SERVICE THAT NIGHT, AND I WALKED IN, AND I WAS SO EMOTIONAL THAT I STARTED MINISTERING FROM MYSELF, OUT OF MY EMOTIONS, TALKING ABOUT, LOOK WHAT HAPPENED, AND I WAS IN THE FLESH AND NOT IN THE SPIRIT, And it was actually a bad ministry. It didn't go well. And I went home that night thinking about, man, how could this happen? After you see a person raised from the dead, how come I bombed out when I was preaching? And when I went to bed, I was actually having to fight discouragement about God, what's wrong? Because I had false expectations. I thought that somehow or another, if you could ever see God flow through you and somebody raised from the dead, that you'd just be able to float on clouds or whatever. So my point is, THAT YOU KNOW WHAT, PEOPLE HAVE FALSE EXPECTATIONS ABOUT THEMSELVES, AND IT'S TYPIFIED OVER HERE IN ELIJAH. HE JUST THOUGHT THAT AFTER SEEING FIRE FALL FROM HEAVEN AND KILLING THE PROPHETS OF BAAL AND HAVING THE ENTIRE NATION FALL ON THEIR FACE AND SAY, THE LORD, HE IS THE GOD, THE LORD, HE IS THE GOD, THAT SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER HE WOULD JUST BE IN THIS PLACE OF PERFECTION AND THAT EVERYTHING WOULD BE PERFECT AND IT WAS A FALSE EXPECTATION. HE TOOK HIS EYES OFF OF JESUS, LIKE WHEN PETER WAS WALKING ON THE WATER, AND HE BEGAN TO LOOK AROUND AT HIMSELF, READ HIS OWN PRESS RELEASES, THINK ABOUT WHO HE WAS, AND BECAUSE OF IT, HE FELL BIG TIME, SO MUCH SO THAT HE ASKED GOD TO KILL HIM AND TO TAKE AWAY HIS LIFE. AND SO HERE'S here's WHAT I'M WANTING TO DO THE REST OF THIS WEEK, IS TO GIVE SOME REALITY TO WHO YOU ARE WITHOUT CHRIST. AND THIS IS A REAL TURNOFF TO A LOT OF PEOPLE. THERE'S A LOT OF PEOPLE THAT ONLY WANT TO HEAR ABOUT, MAN, I CAN DO ALL THINGS. PHILIPPIANS 4, 13, AND THEY DON'T PUT THE REST OF THE VERSE ON THERE THAT SAYS, THROUGH CHRIST WHO STRENGTHENETH ME. THEY JUST WANT TO SAY, TELL ME WHO I AM IN CHRIST. TELL ME WHAT I CAN DO. WELL, I CERTAINLY MINISTER ON THAT A LOT, AND I HAVE A GREAT IMAGE AND IDENTITY OF WHO I AM IN CHRIST. BUT I ALSO... Need to recognize who I am without Christ. You know, I think it's over here in Isaiah chapter 51. Isaiah 51, 1. Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock which ye are hewn, and to the hole of the pit whence ye are digged. And so, if you are seeking the Lord, here's instruction. What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to look to the rock from which you are hewn. That's talking about Jesus, and recognize that now that you were born again, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away, all things have become new. Second Corinthians 5:17. You're supposed to see who you are in Christ, but you're also supposed to look to the whole of the pit from which you're a dig. You're supposed to be looking two directions. You're supposed to be looking to the rock, THAT YOU were REUNE FROM WHO YOU ARE IN CHRIST, BUT YOU'RE SUPPOSED TO REMEMBER WHERE YOU CAME FROM. YOU NEED TO REMEMBER THAT WITHOUT JESUS, YOU ARE A ZERO WITH THE RIM KNOCKED OFF. YOU ARE NOTHING. PAUL SAID THIS IN uh, 2 CORINTHIANS, CHAPTER 3. HE SAYS, WE AREN'T SUFFICIENT TO THINK ANYTHING OF OURSELVES, BUT OUR SUFFICIENCY IS OF GOD. IN OTHER WORDS, PAUL, THE MAN WHO WROTE HALF OF THE NEW TESTAMENT, THE MAN WHO SAW PEOPLE RAISED FROM THE DEAD, THE MAN WHO WAS SHIPWRECKED AND BEATEN AND TESTIFIED BEFORE NERO, AND THE MAN WHO... WHEN HE CAME INTO A TOWN, THEY SAID, THOSE THAT HAVE TURNED THE WORLD UPSIDE DOWN HAVE COME HERE ALSO. I MEAN, PAUL IS ONE OF THE GREATEST HEROES THAT HAS EVER LIVED IN THE NEW COVENANT, AND THIS MAN SAYS, I'M NOT SUFFICIENT OF MYSELF. MY SUFFICIENCY IS OF GOD. THIS SAME MAN SAID IN Second CORINTHIANS, CHAPTER 12, He says, when I am weak, then I am strong. In other words, when he is recognizing his frailty, when he is dependent upon God instead of dependent upon himself is when he's strong. I tell you, that is a major key right there. You know, I did a Bible study, a live Bible study last night, and we were talking about some of these things, and there were questions that came in. And and one of the questions was something to the effect that People were saying, can I minister to other people when I myself have, you know, not been the person that I'm supposed to be? Like if you have a fight with your mate on the way to church, then could you stand up and pray for somebody else if you weren't flowing in the spirit and stuff like that? And my answer was that certainly you can because it's not you who's changing these people's lives. It's God and you have to represent him and you have to let him flow through you. NOW THIS IS NOT TO SAY THAT YOU SHOULD ENCOURAGE A PERSON TO JUST GO LIVE IN THE FLESH AND THEN THEY GET UP AND START MINISTERING. EVENTUALLY, YOU KNOW, IF YOU SPEND ALL OF YOUR TIME IN THE FLESH, WHAT YOU FILL YOURSELF WITH IS GOING TO COME OUT. BUT NONE OF US ARE PERFECT. THERE ARE SO MANY TIMES THAT I HAVE STOOD UP IN FRONT OF A GROUP OR MAKING THESE TELEVISION PROGRAMS AND I HAVEN'T BEEN THE PERSON THAT I'M SUPPOSED TO BE AND I'M NOT SITTING THERE FEELING CONFIDENT THAT I'VE DONE EVERYTHING JUST RIGHT. BUT MY SUFFICIENCY, MY CONFIDENCE IS IN THE LORD. I TELL YOU ABOUT WHO THE LORD IS, NOT ABOUT WHO I AM. IT IS NOT BASED ON ME AND MY OWN GOODNESS. YOU KNOW, BACK IN THE BEGINNING OF MY MINISTRY WHEN I WAS IN Pritchett, COLORADO, THIS PLACE THAT I WAS TALKING ABOUT WHERE I SAW THE MAN RAISED FROM THE DEAD, I WAS HEADED OVER TO WALSH, COLORADO, AND I DID A BIBLE STUDY THERE EVERY WEEK, AND IT WAS A 45-MINUTE DRIVE, AND JAMIE WASN'T WITH ME, and uh, anyway, I had been so busy. After we saw this man raised from the dead, I had people coming by my house nonstop. I was ministering to people 10, 15 hours a day. I didn't have time to, to study the Word for myself. I didn't have time to pray for myself. I was spending all my time praying for other people. And so anyway, I made a decision that I was going to fast and I was going to pray and study the Word all day the next day. AND I HAD ALREADY MADE THIS COMMITMENT AND TOLD THE LORD THAT'S WHAT I WAS GOING TO DO. WELL, SOMEBODY CAME BY AT LIKE 5 O'CLOCK IN THE MORNING AND ACTUALLY WOKE ME UP, AND I STARTED PRAYING, BUT I WAS PRAYING FOR PEOPLE. I WASN'T ABLE TO SPEND TIME WITH THE LORD PERSONALLY LIKE I'D PROMISED THAT I'D DONE. AND AT NOON TIME, I HAD A MAN COME BY THAT I'D BEEN WITNESSING TO. HE WASN'T BORN AGAIN, AND HE WANTED TO TAKE ME OUT TO EAT. And I thought, today could be the day that this guy gets born again. And am I going to refuse to witness to him because I'm fasting? And so I decided that I was going to go out and eat with him and use that as an opportunity to witness to him. And because I didn't eat any breakfast, I was actually more hungry than I would have been. And I ate more than I typically did. So I, the only time I prayed for people, or the only time I prayed was praying for people. I wound up breaking my commitment. ABOUT FASTING ALL DAY, AND THE ONLY TIME I OPENED UP THE BIBLE WAS TO MINISTER TO PEOPLE. I HAD A STEADY STREAM OF PEOPLE. I BROKE THREE OF THE PROMISES I MADE TO GOD. AND AS I WAS DRIVING FROM Pritchett, COLORADO TO WALSH, COLORADO, ABOUT A 45-MINUTE DRIVE BY MYSELF, I WAS FEELING SO CONDEMNED. AND I WAS THINKING, GOD, I BROKE EVERY PROMISE I MADE TO YOU TODAY. HOW COULD YOU USE ME THE TRUTH IS GOD'S NEVER HAD ANYBODY QUALIFIED WORKING FOR HIM YET, AND GOD DOESN'T use US BECAUSE WE DESERVE IT. HE USES US IN SPITE OF WHO WE ARE, NOT BECAUSE OF WHO WE ARE. BUT I HAD... I HAD SEEN THAT, BUT I WASN'T TOTALLY ESTABLISHED IN IT. I HAD FORGOTTEN IT, AND I WAS FEELING SO CONDEMNED ABOUT BREAKING EVERY PROMISE I MADE TO THE LORD THAT AS I WAS DRIVING OVER TO WALSH, I WAS JUST PLEADING WITH GOD, OH, GOD, HOW COULD YOU EVER USE ME? HOW COULD THIS BIBLE STUDY GO GOOD TONIGHT? HOW COULD I EVER FLOW IN THE GIFTS OF THE HOLY SPIRIT AND MINISTER TO PEOPLE AFTER WHAT I'VE DONE TODAY? AND I WAS JUST FEELING SO CONDEMNED. AND AS I GOT CLOSER, I STARTED PRAYING, and I SAID, OH, GOD, uh, YOU KNOW, BUT WHAT ABOUT THE PEOPLE? even though I don't deserve it, even though I'm not worthy, even though I broke all of my promises, you love these people, minister through me, use me because you love the people. And I didn't feel any release or any answer to prayer. And so I just kept pleading with God and bargaining with God. And finally, I said, oh, God, just do it because of who Jesus is. And as soon as I said that, THE LORD SPOKE TO ME AND HE SAID, WHO DID YOU THINK I WAS GOING TO DO IT THROUGH OR BECAUSE OF? DID YOU THINK THAT I WAS GOING TO USE YOU BECAUSE YOU WERE A PERFECT PERSON? AND I REALIZED THAT I HAD FALLEN BACK IN TO THIS THING OF THINKING GOD WAS GOING TO USE ME BECAUSE OF ME. AND THE MOMENT YOU GET TO LOOKING at MAN, GOD IS GOING TO USE ME BECAUSE I AM THIS PERSON. I'VE FASTED. I'VE PRAYED. I'VE STUDIED THE WORD. THE MOMENT YOU DO THAT, THAT IS A FALSE EXPECTATION. GOD DOES NOT USE YOU BECAUSE YOU DESERVE TO BE USED. GOD USES YOU BECAUSE HE HADN'T GOT ANYBODY ELSE TO USE. NOW AGAIN, WE NEED TO COOPERATE WITH HIM AND WE DO NEED TO STUDY THE WORD AND WE DO NEED TO PRAY AND WE DO NEED TO FAST AND SEEK HIM. I'M NOT SAYING THAT WE SHOULDN'T DO THOSE THINGS, BUT EVEN WHEN YOU ARE AT YOUR BEST, IT IS STILL THE MERCY OF GOD THAT CAUSES HIM TO USE YOU. AND IF YOU HAVE FALSE EXPECTATIONS... AGAIN, I GO BACK TO PROVERBS 13, 12, SAYS, HOPE DEFERRED MAKES THE HEART SICK. AND IF YOU HAVE FALSE HOPE, WHICH I'VE ALREADY ESTABLISHED, THAT YOUR HOPE IS YOUR IMAGINATION, IF YOU ARE IMAGINING AND SEEING THINGS ABOUT YOURSELF AND GOD USING YOU BECAUSE YOU ARE GOING TO SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER QUALIFY YOURSELF AND YOU'RE GOING TO BECOME WORTHY AND GOD IS USING YOU BECAUSE YOU ARE SUCH AN AWESOME VESSEL. that's that's HOPE DEFERRED. That is a false expectation, and I can guarantee you that you will fail, that you aren't going to live up to it, that you'll never be perfect. Again, this isn't an excuse for you to just go live in sin and think, well, it doesn't matter. God's going to use me in spite of who I am. You need to cooperate as much as you can, but you need to recognize that you'll never be perfect. And if you have a false hope, a false expectation, if you think that somehow or another you are just going to move into a realm to where you no longer HAVE ANY PROBLEMS AND STUFF, THEN YOU ARE GOING TO BE DISAPPOINTED AND IT WILL MAKE YOUR HEART SICK. AND I'M TELLING YOU, YOU NEED TO HAVE A REALISTIC IMAGE OF WHO YOU ARE AND WHAT YOU CAN DO WITHOUT CHRIST. AND THERE'S A LOT OF PEOPLE, WHEN I GO TO TALKING ABOUT WHO YOU ARE IN CHRIST AND THAT YOU'RE BORN AGAIN AND NOW YOU CAN LAY HANDS ON THE SICK AND THEY SHALL RECOVER AND THE LORD WILL KEEP YOU IN PERFECT PEACE AND... On and on it goes, all of these things. There's people that think that that's talking about their physical self, that it's because of their great looks, their great charisma, because of... You know, we have so many ministers that put the emphasis on how you dress and they have to have a three-piece suit and patent leather shoes and everything just perfect and, and they go into all of the smoke and the mirrors and all of this kind of stuff. Again, I'm not saying that you should... GO OUT OF YOUR WAY TO LOOK UGLY AND TO DO THINGS, BUT I'M SAYING GOD DOESN'T USE ANYBODY BECAUSE THEY ARE THIS PERFECT PERSON. THIS IS ONE OF THE REASONS THAT PEOPLE THAT SEEM TO HAVE IT ALL TOGETHER AND THEY'RE JUST THE BEAUTIFUL PEOPLE AND THE PEOPLE THAT HAVE SO MUCH TALENT, THOSE PEOPLE OFTEN MESS UP AND FALL BECAUSE THEIR TRUST IS IN themselves. I'VE GOT A GREAT EXAMPLE OF THIS. I'M NOT GOING TO USE NAMES, BUT THERE'S A FRIEND OF MINE WHO IS ONE OF THE MOST TALENTED PEOPLE I'VE EVER KNOWN, AND GOD HAS USED HIM IN A GREAT WAY, AND HE JUST DID SOME STUPID THINGS THAT COST HIM DEARLY BECAUSE... AND I TOLD HIM, I SAID, THE PROBLEM IS THAT YOU'RE ONE OF THESE TEN-TALENT GUYS, AND BECAUSE OF IT, YOU JUST FELT LIKE I CAN DO THESE THINGS. YOU CAN DO STUFF ON YOUR OWN. I SAID, I'M NOT A TEN-TALENT GUY. I HAVE TO DEPEND UPON GOD. I WAS SUCH AN INTROVERT THAT I COULDN'T EVEN LOOK AT A PERSON IN THE FACE... AND talk TO THEM. AND NOW I SPEAK TO MILLIONS, POTENTIALLY BILLIONS OF PEOPLE EVERY SINGLE DAY. AND I CAN'T DO THIS ON MY OWN. I CANNOT FUNCTION WITHOUT GOD. IT MAKES ME DEPEND UPON HIM, BUT THE PEOPLE THAT ARE TEN TALENT PEOPLE, THEY TEND TO START TRUSTING IN THEMSELVES AND THINKING, GOD, NO WONDER YOU CALLED ME. I CAN SEE THE WISDOM OF IT. YOU ARE SO SMART BECAUSE I AM SO TALENTED. I AM SO AWESOME. IF THAT'S THE IMAGE THAT YOU HAVE OF YOURSELF. AND YOU MAY BE AWESOME COMPARED TO ME OR COMPARED TO SOMEBODY ELSE, BUT WHEN YOU START COMPARING YOURSELF TO GOD, YOU ARE NOT A PERFECT INSTRUMENT. GOD USES YOU IN SPITE OF WHO YOU ARE, NOT BECAUSE OF WHO YOU ARE. AND IF YOU HAVE A WRONG IMAGE, A WRONG EXPECTATION OF THIS, THEN I CAN GUARANTEE YOU YOUR HOPE, THAT IMAGE, WILL BE DEFERRED AND YOUR HEART WILL BE SICK. AND SO YOU NEED TO COME TO A REALISTIC, OPINION OF WHO YOU ARE AND WHAT YOU CAN DO WITHOUT CHRIST. YOU NOT ONLY NEED TO LOOK AT THE ROCK FROM WHICH YOU WERE hewn, ISAIAH 51, BUT YOU NEED TO LOOK AT THE PIT THAT GOD BROUGHT YOU OUT OF AND RECOGNIZE WHO YOU ARE WITHOUT GOD, AND YOU HAVE TO HAVE A CORRECT IMAGE ON THE INSIDE OF YOU. BEFORE YOU WERE EVEN FORMED IN YOUR MOTHER'S WOMB, God already had determined a purpose for your life, a God-given purpose. God has a purpose to train you in what you're called to do, and I tell you, Karis Bible College is the place for that. Man, if you want a life change, come to Karis. Come on to Karis! You need to take a step of faith and start believing God for something big. God made every one of you for something special. The next two to three years could be the most powerful time of your life. If you sit under the Word for four hours a day, for five days a week, for two or three years, I guarantee you, you are going to have God speak to you and start revealing purpose to you.
0: We all have a purpose and a destiny, and you will find that out when
1: you attend Caris Bible College. Every one of you were created for a purpose. Do you know what that purpose is?
0: Thanks to the support of our friends and partners, Caris Bible College is able to reach more people with the gospel than ever before through the continued expansion of our campus in Woodland Park, Colorado. Check out our latest construction update at awmi.net. Learn how to put your imagination to work for you when you get Andrew's brand new book titled The Power of Imagination. This book is available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. This new series on The Power of Imagination is also available as a CD or DVD album recorded live from a Gospel Truth seminar or in a DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. Each are available for a gift of any amount when you contact
1: us. I'd really like to encourage you to get these products. This is my brand new book on the power of imagination. And I tell you, I've mentioned this in a number of different teachings, but this is the first time I've just taught specifically on imagination. This is a deal changer. It's a game changer. And it would really bless you. We also have DVDs. This was taken from a live session. AND THEN I HAVE DVDs THAT WERE TAKEN FROM OUR TELEVISION PROGRAM, AND THEN WE HAVE CDS THAT WERE TAKEN FROM ONE OF MY MEETINGS. SO WE'VE GOT A NUMBER OF DIFFERENT WAYS OF YOU TAKING ADVANTAGE OF THIS, BUT I PROMISE YOU, THIS TEACHING IS SOMETHING THAT NOT VERY many I'VE NEVER HEARD ANYBODY ELSE TEACH ON THIS, AND I BELIEVE IT WOULD REALLY CHANGE YOUR LIFE. IT HAS TOTALLY REVOLUTIONIZED my, MY LIFE, SO PLEASE LISTEN TO OUR ANNOUNCER AND CALL AND RECEIVE THESE MATERIALS.
0: These valuable resources are also available in the Power of Imagination package. This package includes Andrew's brand new book, as well as your choice of the CD or the as Seen on TV DVD album. The Power of Imagination package has a catalog value of $50, but you can get it today for a gift of only $35. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. The individual topic highlighted on today's broadcast is available as an audio CD for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. You can order resources or become a Grace Partner through our website at awmi.net. It's a great way for you to get an inside look of what is happening at Adjuwamak Ministries. With over six years of interviews, there's a lot to get excited about. Check out this month's featured story today, only at awmi.net. I believe Esther is the true, original Cinderella story. Not only did she conquer the heart of the king, but she saved her people from annihilation. Esther's secret weapon was not her beauty, but her heart.